Manimal here. It's Monday, November 6th, and today on Texas Rangers with the boys, Kevin and I, we're going to talk about the Gold Glove winners kind of as they happen. We're also going to talk about some moves the Rangers made this weekend to uh, keep some guys around. And I went to the parade. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk more about the Rangers being World Series champions and business back to normal when we get back on Tuesday. So join us today, Texas Rangers with the boys. Hey, this is Mitch Garver. You're listening to Texas Rangers with the boys. Hey, thanks, buddy. Welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love Rangers baseball. And we want to thank you for making us the first listen of your day. This is your boy, Kev. And man, oh man, fresh off of the, the, the fields from the parade. Uh, just sinking in that that a banner will hang forever in whatever stadium the Rangers play in for the rest of their duration. But right now in the ballpark, uh, we are world champions. We are fans of a world champion club, and I couldn't be more excited. Um, the, the interesting thing is now we are trying to find our bearings for a show format because it's, it's off season and we have a ton of stuff to talk about. So let me tell you where to find me on social. You can catch me on Kevin Lee Frazier. That is F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. Don't forget to check out our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. All one word. And don't forget to check out Texas Rangers on social media at TXRangersWTB. Joining me, as always, my co-host, the 300-pound animal who was on site, on, on the ground, at that parade. Can't wait to hear about it. How you doing, buddy? Where can they find you on socials? Man, I'm I'm just still on cloud nine from from Wednesday night and the the um the Rangers winning that World Series Friday afternoon at the parade was so much fun. I, I stayed as long as my back could handle it. Um, but if you check out my my Facebook, I did post the the pictures and videos that I did have. So uh, uh, you know, check out Facebook there. Uh, Bull Pro, also TikTok's Bull Pro, um, Instagram Manimal 300, and X uh, uh, Manimal Bull. So whatever you're, you know, get get at me on those social medias, and we're going to start talking about the Rangers right now because, man, we had such a good time at the parade. I took uh, I took my little buddy James, who uh, he'll just go do whatever. I'm like, hey, you want to go do this? And he he's in. He's in. He's like the bull man of, of youth. So, uh, a young but, bull man yeah because his bull man he actually you know normally he doesn't decline anything but with the walking and the and the standing and all of that all day um he he was not interested in going to the parade and there ain't nobody that's a a, a longer time fan than the bull man you might be a fan of the team as long as bull man's been a fan but he's He's a he's a 1972 junior ranger brother. He he loves this squad, and I mean, he used to he used to coast the backsides of his legs on those uh, bleachers out there at Arlington <laughs> Stadium, and I mean, so you know, there's nobody that's more you know. I'm happy for guys like Bull Man that have been with this team for his entire his entire life, and he doesn't remember having any other team besides the Rangers, and you know, so. Uh, I'm just happy for him and, and, and fans like him, and, and uh, I'm glad 
I'm glad that there was a parade and I'm in, man, you know, that, you know, that uh, parking lot in front of globe life field where we always go in at the plaza. Yeah. 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 Where definitely. Nolan and all that is. Yeah. Yeah. After the parade and I was walking back and we were walking around and we thought we would be able to kind of cut through. Mm-hmm. Nah, man, we had to walk all the way to like, ballpark drive and then walk back down randall mill to get out of there because there were so many people in that parking lot and three stages and people were watching all the stages i mean it was it was a madhouse and i don't know how many people were there i heard the estimates of 500 to 750,000, but between people still coming in whenever i was leaving i mean maybe there were more than that you know wow you know i i think that it's funny because um it's like the Rangers, I I think the Rangers are actually more beloved than they, they probably get credit for. But I think that, you know, for so long and so many years, it's kind of like as a Ranger fan, you know, you always kind of had something else you had to have in your back pocket because, you know, come this time of year, you weren't celebrating, you know? Well, and, and you even saw it this year when August and September rolled around and the Rangers were kind of struggling a little bit. A lot of people were like, well, yep, time to get on the Cowboys. Yep, football season. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah, I mean. And, and, and again, and, and I, now I, here I am at uh, high school football games in small towns listening to guys talk about the Rangers in the stands. I mean, their takes are awful, but. <laughs> you know. Well, I, I think, though, I think, though, it's important, though, like to say that, like, we don't as 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 ranger fans ourselves like we don't blame you like yeah, like 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 we don't blame you man it's it's been rough man like like it's it's been a hard it's been it's been hard doing doing the doing what we've been we've had to do over the last you know our whole lives um <laughs> well lack of a better way to put it so i don't i don't blame people for that uh but you know here we are and we're world champs and it's like now we have to we have to we have to be world champion uh, worthy uh, fans now. Like we have to we have to act act the part. So I'm I'm pretty proud of like uh, the big turnout that we obviously had. Uh, it's really great to hear that that many people uh, came out to support the Rangers and that there's just that many Ranger fans uh, in the Metroplex. And I'll tell you what, man, this is a winner's town. Like like this 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 Metroplex. If you are a if you win. And you do things the right way, um, they're going to support you, and they're going to be behind you, and there's going to be a lot of money, uh, and a lot of a lot of ratings, at least locally, uh, to be had um, if you uh, you know if you're if you're a winner in this. And I think as long as the Rangers continue to show uh, that they are a, a team that's committed to winning, even if maybe we're not winning like every single year, but we're showing that commitment level, I think that the fan base will will take take uh we'll take it and they'll be they'll be happy about it and they'll be uh they'll be here to support the team through thick and thin i think there's no doubt with that and you saw it this year whenever you saw the the the, the winning was going to be on the table in the uh uh early stages of the season we were going to baseball games and getting tickets for eleven dollars and that definitely didn't happen by june july whenever mm-hmm. whenever they were they were in a position to start winning and and you you definitely saw that and that people will come out and people aren't going to sell their tickets if you're winning you know no no and, no they they dang sure weren't selling their tickets uh come playoff time man it's so cool to see that like 
the Rangers were the hottest ticket in town, man. So yeah, and that, and that so was cool. Great. And then and the you know the World Series being here before and not anybody no one could go and all that with in 2020 with it being a Globe Life so to see the Rangers out there to win their first one a couple of years after the thing opened it was it was cool man I I, I think like uh, you know seeing how many people were there at the parade and seeing how many people were lined up and there was no spot to go sit in the parade and watch whatever I got there and I got there at like eleven o'clock. So, wow. you know, I mean, we worked our way to the plaza and got ourselves a good spot at the plaza and watched the parade on TV. <laughs> um, well, since we're talking about the parade, we might as well stop there for a second. Um, man, I, I, re- I watched the parade and like, I'm sorry, man, but like I got I got emotional again. Like I couldn't I couldn't help it. Like I, I watching Bochi up there talking. Um, and, and, and I, I feel terrible cause I can't think of the guy's name. It was kind of like the MC. Cause I know that I know, the, oh, I know his Chuck voice. Morgan. Yes. Chuck Morgan. So like, like getting to see him get up there and, uh, and, and kind of talk. And I mean, it's just, I mean, it's just, people were crying. Um, you know, the, the MVP chance for Corey Seager, which again, uh, we're going to talk about some season in season, uh, awards here in a minute uh, because the gold glove awards are actually being announced as we speak um, yeah they're, they're through for sure the utilities i don't know if they're going to announce the platinums and the uh uh team awards right now tonight but uh yeah so far they've given out uh, everything through one through ten okay they have a weird utility glove now the i guess okay positions Huh. Somehow Mookie Betts was up for both right field and utility. Heck yeah, Mookie Betts. I don't think bro. he won either one though. Mookie Betts, man. Like I, I don't know, man. Like and again, like I, I'm not. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I'm not trying to say that what he did was more valuable uh, or impressive than what uh, than what uh, Otani does. But man, for a guy to go out there and play second base. That was a right. That's a right fielder. Uh, what he did this year, I thought was pretty awesome. Obviously, uh, Dodgers fans aren't happy with him right now uh, because uh, he. I don't even know if he got a hit. Um, yeah, he struggled <laughs> in the uh, in the playoffs. But uh, but overall, like you wouldn't. You're not where you know. If you're a Dodgers fan, you better realize that you're not. You're not there without him. So right. uh, oh, absolutely, you know. yeah, yeah. It's I mean. The Dodgers, they're 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 frustrated right now because they didn't make it down to the the DS, and you know I, I mean we get that, you know you understand that, and oh man, at the end of the day, when you look at things and you start moving on into this next section and you get into the hot stove instead of the playoffs still being going on, and you know you start making moves and you're seeing what the team's going to look like next year, you forget about. You forget about the playoffs and you start thinking about 2024 because you got Mookie Betts in right field or at second base every day. And, you know, I mean, I, I get it. I mean, I get the frustrations. I mean, hey, we had a lot of frustrations at the end of the year last year. But luckily, like, right as the season was ending and the playoffs were going on, Bochy gets hired. They're signing players. And you got a lot of positivity going into the season. And, you know, there's a lot of places where – they don't get that positivity ever, you know, like, I mean, Kansas city, like what positivity do they have going? I mean, they've got 
like they're ball players that they're developing and guys that they've gotten trades and stuff like that to be positive about, but you know, they're not going to go out and give you some, so, you know, guys that are, you know, the Jordan Lyles is, and the, I saw Kyle Gibson's available, you know, like those are the type of dudes that you're going to get. So I get it both ways and, and, you know, and Dodger fans, they've gotten a little bit, a little bit spoiled and same kind of with uh, other fan bases that might've ran Dusty Baker out of town. And, you know, Mm. I mean, and he even said that like Dusty Baker said that he left because, you know, of, of how people, how critical people were of how he, he called the ball game and that, you know, their fans had kind of gotten a little spoiled and, and he's not mm. wrong. You know I mean? He's not wrong. I saw a lot of, I saw a lot of really negative things said about Dusty Baker. And, you know, I mean, when you saw Dusty Baker leave San Francisco and Cincinnati and the Cubs and, and all the teams that he's managed before, you didn't see negative things said about, no. uh, you know, so, I mean, you know, and, and, and not all of them are classy fan bases either, you know, no, so, no. Uh, so to see it being said by Houston is really disappointing, especially because he came and he brought him a ring and he brought him some respect back from the league. That, right. You know, it isn't sentimented on this show, of course, but like, I mean, across the league, Dusty Baker brought like some normality back to, to, to that franchise, because if they'd have went in a different direction, they may not have gotten that same respect and, and and admiration from the the critics of the league right and 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 again like i i I agree with you and and you know um one of the things i'm gonna say like being a ranger fan is like you know this this i i believe the rangers are going into like a dynasty kind of um at least that's what we're you know we're kind of hoping that we're yeah yeah we're like with a great farm system um, just with all the positive things that the Rangers have um, lined up for them, like you, you, you know, you're 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 hoping that that's the direction that the team is going. And I just hope, you know, like as as we have the privilege, you know, to experience something like that. All I hope is that we can be a little more grateful and classy uh, when it comes time to pass the torch. Well, yeah, and I mean, and and again, I mean just because we've kind of got a world championship here now and, and the team looks like it's going to be really competitive for a lot of years. Doesn't mean those other teams are going to go away and it doesn't mean the Seattle and uh, Houston are, are going to go away. And it doesn't mean that, you know, I mean, A's they've, they've traded all their guys. It's been two years, you know, it's been a couple of years, yeah. now for those guys, you know, so don't forget, those guys are going to be in the mix, and they got that Miller kid that's going to – I mean, they're going to be improved next year. They're probably going to be better than Los Angeles, depending on what they do in the offseason. Um, you know, John Heyman's kind of coming out with his odds on favor as the Rangers to to get uh, um, Otani now, and that's kind of – you know, that's – uh, that kind of comes with just the idea that you're the champs and, and, you know, to people are going to want to come to a winner. And, and if you're willing to spend the money, I mean, you know, why not? And, and, you know, uh, a lot of people are like, Oh, well, the Rangers bought a world championship or whatever. Who cares? They bought a world championship. Then it's still a world championship. It still hangs. Uh, the <laughs> I don't give a, I don't give an F how they yeah. won. You know, like, I don't care. That's like, crazy, though. I mean, like, say something like, like that. It's like, hilarious. Well, and, you know, I mean, hey, the, 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 
the the constellation the constellation prizes, you know the 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 AOS, the the silver boot. I guess they had more people at their parade. Uh, you know, like we won the season series. Like all those things are all just, you know, they don't really matter anymore, right? Like I mean, at the end of the day, because you only play for one thing. Yeah, you're playing for that world title, man. Yeah, that's that's, that's what we're that's what we're playing <laughs> for, and and uh, interesting, yeah. And I guess all the trash talk is just going to be what it is, right? I mean, and it'll be fun, and you know, but uh, at the end of the day, I mean, the Astros would have traded all that for a world championship. Oh yeah. Oh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt that I mean, don't even, don't even try to pretend. <laughs> yeah, no. Hey, that don't first even week try of to September, pretend. Congratulations on beating us up in our own barn and all of that stuff. But when it when we needed to win and we had to win, we went to their place. We won a couple of games. That's all it was really. Dadgum about. won the World Series. Dadgum beat Houston in their own house, man. And we, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the best teams that you could have played in the American League, the, the Rangers beat them all, and then they, uh, you know, they beat a really hot Astros team, or I mean Arizona team that had just went through the National League the same route, beat all the best teams that they had to, beat the Dodgers, beat the uh, Phillies, and uh, you know, so same same boat for those guys. And they did the same thing, and they beat the Brewers, who were a division champion. So, you know, that, that, was, that was an admirable club over there. And, and much respect to their fans, because we saw that a bunch th- during the World Series, where they had times where they could have hightailed, but they didn't. They tried to keep their squad in the game. And, uh, you know, it was, it was, a, it was a good series for, for uh, the Rangers, but uh, Arizona fans did their part for their club. Yeah, I, was, I, I think that was the thing I was – really really impressed with was that you know the Arizona fan base man and again that may, and you know I haven't been on um, X or anything like recently so I, if they they may they may have or they may have trash talked us and I just don't know it but um, as far as I as far as I was concerned I, I really felt like that Arizona's fan base was really respectful and, and frankly it was just nice to like play like a like a normal like yeah, a normal, no, no, like it, a normal it, baseball yeah. series, you know. I, I think I thought we kind of felt that way going in and then coming out, you know. Like, I mean, because Baltimore, Tampa Bay felt pretty normal, and then you get to Houston, and it just becomes the the biggest thing that you you've ever been a part of. But yep. I say we move on. We go and get on to these Gold Glove. Awards. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a there's a lot to talk about here, so let's uh. You want to go ahead and start with the National League and the players that aren't Rangers and then uh, save the Rangers for for second. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. let's start. Let's start with the uh, pitcher for the National League. Zach Wheeler gets the mm-hmm. nod uh, at catcher. We saw a lot of him. Gabriel Moreno in that uh, World Series, really good young catcher. Um, Christian Walker at first base, which probably pretty expected. Uh, Nico Horner from the Cubs at second base. Key Brian Hayes from the Pirates at third base, decrowning uh, Arenado, who had, Whoa, uh, didn't even make that. the didn't even make the top three this year. So rough mm-hmm. year for Arenado up there in St. Louis. But uh, um, Dansby Swanson uh, wins the shortstop Gold Glove for the National League from the Cubs, and then in the outfield, left field, Brenton Doyle, right field. I'm sorry. 
center field, Brenton Doyle, right field, Fernando Tatis, and uh, left field, uh, Ian Happ. And then the uh, utility award went to Ha Song Kim from the uh, Padres. And uh, American League winners that weren't Rangers will start pitcher, Jose Barrios. Second baseman, Andres Jimenez, where I know a lot of people are thinking Simeon got robbed, but Jimenez had the most runs saved of any second baseman, and he's a, he's a pretty good he's a pretty good one over there. Uh, for the Guardians in Cleveland, uh, Matt Chapman wins at third base. Anthony Volpe at shortstop. That one may just be East Coast bias. Left field, Stephen Kwan. Center field, Kevin Kiermeyer. And the utility award in the American League is uh, Mauricio Dubon from the Astros. Man, man. So and I don't know if you guys missed uh, the the uh, ones that I, <laughs> that were Rangers or not, but I tried to go fast. <laughs> I, I noticed that, and I did miss the Ranger ones. So do us the honors and, and the, give us the Texas Rangers players that took home that gold glove. The Rangers – Catcher Jonah Heim, first baseman Nathaniel Lowe, and right fielder Adolis Garcia all win gold gloves in the American League. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying I was surprised, but at the same time, those weren't exactly the three that I thought were going to win. Yeah, yeah. Of course, you know, like like if you would have been like, all right, who are the gold glovers for the Rangers that you think, just without, just off the top of your head, the first one I would have said would have been Marcus Simeon. Uh, just from watching the games, Corey Seager uh, would have probably been the next one. Um, so Nathaniel Lowe, uh, we have our own like kind of. He went from the worst defensive first baseman in the American League to a Gold Glover. So I mean, a lot of hard work put in by that young man, and and uh, you know, good for him, good for him because that's I mean that's a hard thing to do is is just over over one course of the year be uh, make a complete 180 and and be able to take home a gold glove so now he's got both a silver slugger and a gold glove in his uh first three years with the rangers hey um i want to bring up something just because uh i'm that guy um i could have swore you heard it here first well we're trying to i mean i'm just saying remember during the off season who was who were what were we talking about Nathaniel Lowe doing? Well, he was working with uh, um, Francisco Lindor of the Mets mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the offseason. He was uh, making sure that he got better. You know, I mean, he. I don't think we saw him being the Gold Glover that he became, but we knew he was going to get better. He was a very good. He always had a good scoop percentage, even mm-hmm. when he was struggling. So he was always a guy that could help the, his fielders. Now it was a matter of helping himself and becoming the first baseman that he could become and learn how to attack the ball. And I think working with Lindor, a guy that is is prominently a Gold Glove finalist in the uh, at the shortstop position, you know, it teaches him to come after the ball, attack the ball, be in in positions to to field ground balls that that he was having trouble with in, in the past. And, and I think that's helped him a bunch. And I think also, you know, every, every time you ever hear anybody talk about Nate Lowe, they talk about how much work he does with Tony Beasley and, and uh, Corey Ragsdale before games. And, you know, I mean, you're not, I'm not surprised 
that he came out this year and was able to win a gold glove. No, I mean, uh, I, I, am, uh, did I think it was going to happen? No, but I'm not surprised. Isn't that awesome, though? Like, what a testament to his work ethic. Uh, what a testament to the coaching staff. Because uh, we, we, we went through some periods of, uh, of time where, where, you know, there was an element of regression uh, that was happening with some of these young players. So right. to see to see that, you know, um, young step up, low mm-hmm. step up, even Tavares, Duran, uh, some of those guys that had big instrumental parts to this season for the Texas Rangers. And those guys stepped up and stepped into the into the spotlight this year uh, with with the Rangers instead of taking steps back like we had seen with prospects and, and good young players in the past several years. Yep. Um, any, any interest in maybe some 2024 gold glove predictions for the Texas Rangers? Um, <clears throat> maybe Evan I, Carter. I believe that, uh, I believe that there are a couple of outfielders that have a chance. I believe that, uh, uh if one of those outfielders can prove that he hits left-handed pitching next year, mm. he could be a real, real possibility. And I think that uh, Leody Tavares is going to make more gains this year in the outfield and, and possibly be in that conversation because he was just on the outside of the conversation this year. Yeah, and, I agree. And Adalas isn't going anywhere. I mean, they got RB years with him coming up. And, and, you know, I mean, until they find something that can prove that it's more valuable than him, you know, he ain't going nowhere. So, no. Um, you know, so they've got a chance that next year to sweep the outfield. And who knows? You know, maybe that's not the case. Maybe, you know, maybe they don't win any in the outfield next year. It's hard to, it's hard to say here and uh, on November 5th. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, what's going to happen next year. You don't know who's going to stay healthy and who's going to have big years and all of that stuff. But, you know, congratulations to all those guys that won gold gloves this year. A lot of really well-deserved gold gloves. And, you know, I mean, I can be disappointed all I want in, uh, in some of them, but it doesn't mean that they're not correct. And, and uh, you know, a lot of those guys, a lot of those guys are going to be right back in that conversation again next year. Absolutely. Absolutely. So congratulations to the Rangers that, that made gold gloves. Are we gonna, I, I probably should, I probably should can this for off for off air, but uh, you know, it, it, it might be cool to uh, possibly talk about uh, the postseason awards as well, as far as the Rangers go, I think. And again, now we're Everything's probably not going to be announced right in the next, in the next day or so. I, I think so. So maybe, uh, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm not trying to put us on the spot here or anything, but I mean, I'm, I'm up for, I'm, uh, I'm always up for some, some predictions, and uh, I think that the Rangers are going to have some. Uh, I, I, well, and- I would like to think that uh, Corey Seager is going to be one of the finalists for the MVP. I could see that. I would like to believe that Bruce Bochy is going to be one of the finalists for the Manager of the Year. I could totally. I don't agree know with that. that he wins that. That may be Kevin or uh, what's the guy from Baltimore? He may win that thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, I'd also think that uh, Josh Young would be in the top three for the Rookie of the Year. Okay. Um, and 
Let's see what else. Uh, you know, I don't think they have anybody really come back. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think those are, I mean, I also believe that uh, when they announce a silver slugger, uh, Corey Seager. For uh, sure. Mark Simeon, Adolis Garcia, Jonah Heim. Man, Jonah be. Heim could, uh, could rack it up, huh? Yeah, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. Uh, and you know, take it while you can get it because there's good young catchers in that American League. Hey, and so good young catchers all over. No, no, I, isn't that cool though? Like that's the that's the to me that's like the hardest position to find um, good players. Yeah, is, now is you just gotta you gotta find if Moreno can do it on a regular basis and. Francisco Alvarez and Adley Rushman's kind of proven that he can do it on a regular basis. And I'm, uh, you know, he's still a relatively young guy. And, you know, so, yeah, there's a, a ton, you know, there's a ton of guys that are, that are, that are going to be good. So you to take it while you can get it. Um, well, why don't you go ahead and tell us about December first, and then we'll come back and talk about maybe uh, some, some uh, contracts that uh, Rangers players have opted in some who might be opting out of contracts and maybe who we think the Rangers might have a shot at. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, uh, before we get to all of that stuff, we do have to remind you that December 1st, uh, Matt War Pro will be returning to Martin House Brewing Company for a big show. It's going to be a tag team tournament. I've seen they've got seven people announced now for the contestants. Tomorrow when we're back, I'll, I'll have those names. But uh, as of right now, uh, we are just a couple of weeks away now. We're about a month away, and we're going to get everything uh, uh, lined up for Martin House Brewing. They've got their brand-new Body Slammer beer that uh, is uh, made for Matt War Pro Wrestling. So you can come out to the tap room, have one of those before the show, and uh, on your way out the door, grab you a four-pack for, for later. And uh, um, <laughs> our sponsor, Starry Ice Cream, will be out there selling uh, some of the best ice cream, not just in Fort Worth, but the world. Mm. I mean, I go to Panther City Music uh, or Record Store, pick some up every once in a while when she's just got some in the cooler. I try not to tell the missus because she likes it too. But... <laughs> But, you know, I always bring her back like, a, you know, like strawberries and cream. And I'm like keeping the Snickers one to myself, you know. Oh, uh, but anyways, <laughs> enough about Starry Ice Cream, our favorite sponsor of Matt War Pro for sure. But we'll be back <laughs> December 1st. The Winter Classic, like we said, it's a tag team tournament. And the winner will get a cup similar to like the Stanley Cup. And uh, their name will be on it forever ingrained. And you never know. We may be doing, you know, some year, someday. Soon we may be talking about the 25th annual Winter Classic. Yeah, and you know it's it's possible that we could have that we could have that cup on our show for the whole year because you can yeah, take that bad, that you can take that bad boy home and we're, well, we're there'll we're, be we're... pictures of me drinking beer out of it if I do win. <laughs> hey, if I don't win, I may just take it from the winners and because you know it won't be my fault that I lost. Of course not. You know, it won't be my fault, so I'll just take it from the winners and drink beer out of it that way. Yeah, sound, sounds absolutely amazing. Um, well, cool. So Rangers had a couple of players opt in to um, their contracts. So actually, in, in many ways, this is like some great news because it tells you a little bit 
more about the future uh, and, and what the future of this team next year is going to look like. Yeah. Um, first of all, Andrew Heaney uh, opts in who, uh, um, you know, he had a, he had a one year plus a one year that was his, his call. He decides he's going to come back here, which is probably a good idea because, you know, he ended the year in the bullpen, but he in, like he ended the playoffs in the starting rotation and pitched really well in the world series. And, you know, so he can capitalize on that and come back out and have a full season in the rotation and, and be uh, at, at the top of the strike zone with that four seamer and get guys out with that slider. He's going to have a chance to, uh, you know, get himself a nice contract after this next year, but he's got to get through there one more year and prove it. Yeah. I, I like that, that he came back. I think, um, it's a great addition to this team. And, and again, like I thought also one of the things that Heaney brought that we kind of knew, but we didn't know until we saw it was his ability to be really versatile there uh, in the off season when it came to um, pitching out of the bullpen. Cause I think his, he was extremely valuable coming out of that bullpen, man. And- yeah, agree. And, and once you bring up bullpen, we got to talk about the other guy. And uh, the Rangers had a player option on Jose LeClerc. And if you'd asked me in May if the Rangers were going to pick up that player option on (laughs) Jose LeClerc, I might not have said yes. But (laughs) here we are in November, and the man looked like a legit closer for the whole postseason. You say, hey, whatever money that is. Yeah, we're giving it to you. You come back here, you do that again for a full season, and we may think about doing it again. Heck yeah, because if he comes back and is consistent, because I think that's only that's really his only his only real caveat. I mean, I guess so. Two two things, and and obviously these are huge, but I mean, consistency and health have always been kind of his his two things. And I mean, he stayed healthy all year, so that that he got the monkey off his back with that. But I think yeah, if he can be consistent for the year and and really hold down that closer spot. Um, not only is it going to be good for his career, but it's going to be huge for this team. Yeah, and I think one thing that actually like really changed the whole forecast of Jose Leclerc was, I mean, he found his stuff. Mm-hmm. You remember, we talked about it over and over and over again early in the season that Jose Leclerc was throwing 94 to 95 miles an right. hour. And in the postseason, he was throwing 96 to 98 and that's a huge difference. And remember, we talked about that, that you've got to have huge arms in the postseason. And the Rangers, I mean, that's an anomaly winning a, a postseason. But they had huge arms. They had three that they trusted. And mm-hmm. all three of them threw gas. And they all had good enough off-speed stuff to keep guys off of their gas. And and in spores he hit he threw both throws both a, a slider and a curveball to keep people off of his gas chapman has the best two seamer in the game and as long as he can get ahead in uh, in counts he might be as unhittable as either of the other two and leclerc when he found his gas he was able to work that off of the spot uh, he was able to work the slider and the change up off of the fastball and instead of vice versa, which he was trying to do early in the year because he knew he couldn't blow it by anybody. Yeah. He was at 98. Um, yeah. In, yeah. In he the was world going 96 to 98 in the postseason, and spores, same thing. And, and Chapman was 
Well, anywhere between 98 and 104, but you saw 104 didn't end well for him. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I know that Chapman is an adventurer every time he's on the hill, and I get that. But, man, when he gets ahead and counts and he's able to to get take advantage of having that great two-seamer, he is such a deadly pitcher. And, I uh, mean, you know, you gotta you got to be looking at that in the offseason as well. And, you know, I mean, he's going to probably demand a couple of years now because he, he had such a good year this year. But, you know, that, that's something to look at. And there's other guys, you know, lots of bullpen guys that we're going to look at. And, you know, guys coming available now and guys that are going to be available and dudes that are already free agents now because, I mean, after one day after the, the World Series, guys can elect free agency. And, and, you know, there's a lot of bullpen guys and there might be some that the Rangers are interested in giving some money to. And then there's going to be a lot of uh, rotation pieces that are out there because you're seeing a lot of guys get, either options declined or <laughs> opting out of their deal, Strowman, Walker, um, different guys like that. And then, you know, you got to think, you know, Cody Bellinger's probably getting paid this year. And, uh, you know, so there's a lot going on. And, you know, in the next couple of weeks, guys will start getting non-tendered. And, I mean, uh, I think tomorrow is the deadline or today, technically today on the show, Monday is the, the day you have to uh, decide who, what free agents you're going to offer a contract sheet to or a qualifying offer to. And then they've got to decide by the 14th, whether they are going to accept that qualifying offer or accept or take on free agency. And, and, you know, the 14th, they've also got to uh, decide which guys they're going to put on their 40 man roster that are going to be rule five eligible. And I imagine, you know, the Rangers will probably start with Mark church and they probably got some other guys, uh, Emiliano Teoda, who's having a fantastic Arizona fall league and he'll probably be on there. So, you know, lots of decisions to be made and there's guys on that 40 man that are going to be for that are free agents that are coming off of it. And there's, you know, I'm not exactly sure where they're at right now. I haven't really looked because I'm still actually just celebrating the world series because that's all um, on uh, Thursday night, me and the bull man went out to the Trinity bell game. Mm -hmm. And uh, at the end of the game, when I'm walking out, my little brother sends me a message that said, is Trinity really going to lose to bell? And I sent him a message back. I said, no lost to bell. And he goes, who cares? The Rangers won the world series. <laughs> so wow, I mean, even still, a 26 though, year news. win streak. Yeah, even a 20-year, 20 26-year win streak can't uh, affect us right now from the Rangers winning the World Series. Um, but anyways, I mean, just a, just so much going on, and we'll get back on it, you know, this, these next couple of weeks, and we'll get together and start doing these uh, podcasts for Down on the Farm, and, and we've got different ideas that may uh, pop up here in the next couple of uh, months that we're going to start doing for the premium channel, but I'll let you tell everybody about that now because, you know, I think we got a second. We sure do. Um, we are super excited about the upcoming prospects of what we're going to be doing with our exclusive content. It's called Down on the Farm with the Boys. If you have not checked it out, it's just $1.99 a month. And what we do on there is we go uh, into depth with the Rangers minor league system. And, you know, there's going to be a lot. I mean, it's funny because uh, to him, uh, it may maybe to y'all, but to me, it was like too fast. Um, but, you know, you heard my co-host talking about um, all the all of the big dates that are coming up uh, here, like really like right around the corner. And a lot of that's going to affect what's going on in this Rangers minor league. And a lot of decisions are going to get made that, 
um, could be some painful decisions for players that uh, are part of uh, we're part of this World Series team. And that's just the nature of the beast. And that's just part of the 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 nature of things and, and trying to keep building your organization from within. And uh, so a lot of these players that are going to be getting uh, what we call uh, put on the 40 man roster because they're going to be part of this rule five draft. If you haven't been made familiar with that, we'll go into detail a little bit about what that actually is and why that's important to the Rangers, but also like what players we think uh, the Rangers should hold on to if they should uh, expose any of their, their players to this rule five draft. And also we're going to be doing some deep dives into every farm level system from the Arizona complex, Arizona fall league, uh, high a low a, double uh, A and triple A. So there's a ton to talk about and there's a ton of cool stuff that's, that's really going to be going on. And it's funny because, you know, uh, everybody, everybody's been asking me, they're like, now that the Rangers season is over, you're like, what are you going to do on the podcast? And I said, honestly, I feel like we have more to do now than we did when the season was going on. Yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> and if you remember correctly from, we started this podcast last year on November 15th. So We've got our one-year anniversary coming up that we have to celebrate. We'll have, of course, we'll have a big show for that, and we'll kind of maybe put in some excerpts from the very first show to see to show people how far that we've come from then. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, probably at the end of the year, me and Kevin will come together with some segments that we really enjoy doing and pop those on there for a top ten show. Um, you know, the, the, the possibilities are endless, but we've got a lot of Ranger baseball to talk about because the Rangers are going to be very, very uh, high contenders in a lot of these free agents. They're going to be on everybody's radar now. This is a team that they've proven that they're going to spend money, and it's a team that they've proven that they've won. And, you know, I mean, the one thing that really got me the most excited about the parade the other day Tell me. was Bochi at the end saying, like, when he, when he said, I just one more quick thing, uh, my granddaughter, when we were on the mm. float, she told me, she goes, Pop, Pop, I want to do this again next year. Mm. And he said, you know what? Me too. So it sounds like Bruce Bochy's <laughs> coming back for sure. I don't know that there was ever a doubt that he would, but you come here, you win a World Series in your first year, you never know. You might just give the reins to Will Venable. <laughs> But uh, no, it sounds like it sounds like he's going to be back, and it sounds like from all indications, Will Venables telling people that he um, is going to stick with the Rangers as well. I mean, if there's a dream job that comes around, though, I wouldn't be shocked if he interviewed for it. But yeah, I mean, we're just going to have so many things to talk about all season, all off season long, and you know, there's so many there's so many baseball curmudgeons out there that that need their baseball all season <laughs> long, and I'm one of them, and I'm in, you know, like. You know, we'll have, we'll have time to talk about the moves that were made that we didn't agree with about like, that that Chris Young made or what we thought of different things that are being criticized. But for now, the Rangers are the World Series champions, and we're just uh, we're just digging on that for the minute. And then when it's time to talk baseball, it'll be time to talk baseball again. You saw it right back to it. Heaney, Leclerc. We're talking about Gold Gloves. We'll be talking about silver sluggers, MVPs, all that stuff coming up. And, you know, we thought there, we think there's going to be guys on the Rangers all over those. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll keep you guys up to date and keep you posted. Um, the other thing, like I said, there's going to be players that we would like to see the Rangers target that are going to not be tendered an offer, uh, a bunch of them already. And so I think probably the next time we come back and talk about the Texas Rangers, 
Uh, we may talk about some of those players that we think the Rangers could benefit from targeting. Um, and then, of course, keep an eye out for our down on the farm with the sh- down on the farm with the boys because we will have uh, some stuff to talk about on there as well. So uh, I got nothing else unless you got something else. I just got nothing tonight. I got the Rangers are World Series Woo! champions. Do can how many times can we say it and it not be yeah. beautiful? Hey, dude, you know? we're gonna say it the rest of our lives. That, that's, that's right. That banner hangs forever. The rest of our lives. Like there is no there is no day that's gonna go by that we're not gonna like like on this show that we're not look if we say it every every single show, can you blame us? And if There'll you're a fan never, of the show, can you blame us? <laughs> there will never ever be a day where I don't think about that Josh Spore seventh inning curveball to punch out uh to that third out right there to get him into the eighth inning up one nothing. Oh my gosh, man. That the feeling of just that the Picasso. feeling of man, man, you just can't you can't beat it. You just can't beat it. Um so again, we'll we'll be we'll definitely never uh leave that conversation because again that that's part of the reason that, like, like I don't know, man. I'm not saying that's why we started the show, but I think we want to see that we we both have wanted to see this team become world champions. We've we've our well, first year in, we've gotten to experience whether, it together with you guys. And whether uh, it think, happened this year or it happened ten years from now, I mean, we're we're, we're going to be excited about it regardless. And and you know, I mean, I'm not too. You know, I mean, I'm I'm not too opposed to doing it again. Well, then I'll say this: growing up a, a Cardinals fan, and me, most of and probably a lot of our listeners as well, growing up Cowboys fans, it's addicting. It's addicting. It, it gets yeah. addicting. And, and it'll, you get, you get it'll one, you want another dreams. one. <laughs> it'll haunt your dreams. Not winning another one. I mean, you yep, know, you yep. see how the Yankees, what George Steinbrenner was willing to do to keep that feeling. Yep. So, you know, yep. I mean, I hope Ray Davis, who said he's going to he's he's looking to do everything in his power to do it again. Absolutely. And, and hearing him say that, I believe him. Nah, why not? I believe him. He doesn't say much. So if he's going to say yeah. something, it probably means something. You don't. Yep. I, I believe by him. saying things that don't you don't mean. Yep, I, I believe him. Uh, he spent I mean, over I mean, guys, the guy has spent a couple billion dollars. Hey, uh, he wants thing. to win. We want to win. So let's keep winning. Absolutely. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, I frankly have no idea how long we went tonight, nor do I care. Yeah, 45 minutes or so. You guys, I mean, it's, it's either way, it's cut in half from last time. <laughs> right. It's going to be shorter than last time, no matter what. But thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, this is your boy. Well, like, let me go through my normal things here. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We are Texas Rangers with the boys. Don't forget to check us out on social media, TX Rangers WTB. Don't forget to check out our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. All one word. Also, don't forget to check us out. Don't forget to check out our exclusive content, Down on the Farm with the Boys. You can check that out on our website, just $1.99 a month. Expect big things from us during this offseason. For the 300-pound manimal, this is your boy, Kev. We are the world champs, Texas Rangers with the boys, signing out.